Here's the thing. Right from the very start of the coronavirus response, there have been mixed messages by the government, by the health ministry, by the police. For the first three or four days, you had the police commissioner and the health ministry and the government contradicting one another over what was and what wasn't allowed under Level 4 lockdown. I was firing emails off to the police commissioner's people, to the prime minister's people, and neither the the office, the police commissioner's office, nor the PM's office could agree initially on what people would be permitted to do when it came to bubbles and travel and exercise, the whole gamut. Really frustrating when you're the medium charged with disseminating the correct information for people who wanted to know and who wanted to do the right thing. But once the dust settled, you know, you could forgive them because, repeat after me, this is an unprecedented unprecedented situation we find ourselves in and we, the team of five million, was in a war against COVID-19. It was all early days. Yes, it was frustrating. Get over yourself. Everybody was frustrated. It was a difficult time. But there were mixed messages coming through. But then right throughout the management of the COVID-19 response, it's been really, really odd. Because the Director General of Health, Ashley Bloomfield, and the Prime Minister were on the tally or on the wireless every single day telling us what was happening, keeping us up to date, and they were reassuring us, and they were warm, and they were just the sort of people you wanted in charge. It was required listening, required viewing every day. They were believable, they were authentic, they were empathetic, and the sun was shining and the world was a bit scary, but everything was going to be okay because Ashley and Jacinda were there. We were all going to be fine, so long as the team of five million played their part, just like our captains were doing. When Simon Bridges, then leader of the opposition, dared to question the accuracy and the screening of information being delivered by the health ministry, he was excoriated. Remember the Zoom meeting where he said, the government suspended the Official Information Act We've been waiting more than two weeks, he said to Ashley Bloomfield, for your department to answer written questions. And this was around personal protective gear and that sort of thing. Why don't you answer simple health questions to the one parliamentary committee on this remarkably significant issue? Simon Bridges said to Ashley Bloomfield, you don't want to answer because you want to control the information flow and do this in a time and a way convenient to you and the government. Ashley Bloomfield responded mildly and gently and in his remarkably empathetic way. Communications with the public have been absolutely fundamental, he said. I have made myself available on almost a daily basis to media because I felt that was an incredibly important part of ensuring all New Zealanders knew what was going on. So Simon Bridges got wiped. Ashley Bloomfield was, oh, sorry about that, Ashley, how rude. Carry on. But as it turns out, Simon Bridges was right. Information was being managed. Information was being massaged. And the public was being misled, whether that was deliberate or not. There weren't enough flu vaccines in different areas. There wasn't enough PPE gear for healthcare professionals. And yet... Despite all the emails and the text messages and the phone calls that were coming into Newstalk ZB and no doubt other media, the government and the health officials kept insisting 
that the public was wrong and they were right. The government told us we had oh, plenty of stock and if there was a problem it came down to distribution. I asked Mr Dern about this April 6. So in some places people would run out, but we had half a million vaccines. It's about moving them around the country, and that means knowing how many every single individual GP and pharmacy across the country have and where it needs to be moved. I asked her more about it in the same interview. Uh, so at least we need to move to wartime footing, Mike, and so I do expect these things to really be uh, um, logistically much tighter. Uh, but they weren't, were they? And then we come to May 4, I was still on the case, and then she was, who was she blaming then? For every medical professional we're going to hear from this week, as we have for the past four weeks, they are wrong. There are flu jabs available. They've just got to somehow find them. I would argue that DHBs need to take some responsibility for making sure that people have the flu jabs that they need. It was at this point she knew full well we didn't have enough flu jabs, DHBs or not. Next day I asked Bloomfield. So there is no reason for them to complain or be without vaccine. That is what you're saying on the record. So if I hear from somebody today who says they don't have, it's their issue, not yours. I think there's every reason for them to raise it with us if they haven't got vaccine and we can see what we can do to try and redistribute vaccine so that they can vaccinate the people who need it. That's absolutely our job and we'll take that off. But here's what we know now. We got emails showing the Ministry of Health knew there was a shortage and they warned the government about it. And that was Mike Hoskin on the Mike Hoskin Breakfast this morning. Just outline, you, you keep getting told by the government and by the Ministry of Health everything was fine. And yet we had doctors, we had care workers, we had nurses, we had members of the public saying, well, it's not. And that was about the testing. That was about the quarantining. And people would tell me, you know, the, the very slack at the quarantine hotels early on. We got told by officials, no, absolutely not, everything's fine, people are being tested. So you, in good faith, impart that information. Do you believe some numpty who rings you out of the blue, or do you believe a Ministry of Health official? So we impart that information in good faith. Turns out the numpties were right, and the health officials were wrong. And I imagine the reason that the government was being cautious about compassionate leave from quarantine and is now being cautious about the opening of a travel bubble is because the processes and measures they say they have in place simply are not. It is actually, this morning was actually a good feeling to feel vindicated really because there has been such a dissonance over what the government is saying and what I'm hearing from New Zealanders at the coalface and what other people are hearing and what other people are telling each other, that it has been absolutely disconcerting. It's like touching an element and being told, don't worry, it's cold. And you think, well, it feels really hot. No, no, it's cold. It's hot. No, it's cold. I installed that element. I know all about elements that is cold. And you start to doubt yourself. Maybe what I'm feeling is cold, not hot. You start thinking... These are really believable, trustworthy people. I have invested a great deal of faith in them. I believe them. And yet what I'm hearing says that they are either so woefully in the dark about what is going on or they are just telling fibs. It has been almost treasonous to doubt the Prime Minister and the Director General of Health. Any time you so much as murmur, well, perhaps they're wrong or perhaps they're doing this for political reasons, people turn on you and accuse you of being disloyal to the team of five million, which I am so sick of that phrase. 
the PM and the Director General of Health have in effect misled the public on a number of occasions and whether that was the incompetence of their officials or their officials were doing a trump and just presenting them with information that they wanted to see rather than what was actually going on, I don't know. Maybe they thought they were doing it for the public good. Don't frighten the horses. Keep all the good little horses in their stables and they won't bolt. As far as I'm concerned, they have squandered the good faith I have put into them. Unless they can come up with a spectacularly good reason why the information they were giving out bore no relation to what was happening on the coalface, I'm just going to take everything they say at face value from here on in.